Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Cassandra Shuck. Cassandra has always been good at the hustle. From a young age, Cassandra cultivated the belief that she had to be self-sufficient to succeed. This helped her escape from a turbulent upbringing in a household stricken with abuse. Her entrepreneurial endeavors taught her firsthand how trauma can manifest in different ways, self-sabotaging, doubting your intuition, white-knuckle control, and even perfectionism. Despite these challenges, she was able to create and grow multiple successful businesses, including total marketing plus and creative and milk and cookie from the ground up. She's discovered what it truly takes to leverage trauma and to find a new level of income, impact, and fulfillment. Through her experience helping women in some of the most meaningful times of their lives as a birth doula, she realized the power of women working together. In her current role as a business growth and profitability expert, Cassandra helps female entrepreneurs unlock their highest potential. She approaches each client and project with a fresh perspective, innovation, and curiosity. For more information about Cassandra's story or to connect with her, visit CassandraShuck.com. So I'm super excited to have Cassandra here to chat today, Um, and we are going to be talking all about why listening to your intuition with your podcast is super crucial. So let's dive right in. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just kind of how you got started with all of it, including your podcast. Yeah. So I'm super excited to be on a podcast about podcasts because I actually have never been. Um, so a little bit about me, I'm a entrepreneurial guide. I mentor and coach female entrepreneurs in business, specifically around limiting beliefs, trauma, things that are holding them back subconsciously and consciously. And my podcasting journey is a little bit interesting. Um, I had started about two years ago and it was going beautifully well. And I was actually doing a podcast very similar to what I'm doing right now. It was called Labor of Love. And I was helping and uh, discuss and, you know, kind of dissect females' journeys and why they were actually birthed their business out of their, their trauma. And I kind of self-sabotaged. Um, I essentially said, oh, this isn't working. I should be talking more about business stuff. And I canceled my podcast, went into more of the business side, and it literally just like like a bomb went off. It just kind of slid down. It was awful. There was no rankings anymore. It went from listening to a couple thousand listens per episode to like 20. So I went back to my original idea. So that's where I am at now. So it's called Stacked Against and it's definitely tied into my business a lot. It's um, how female, mostly female entrepreneurs actually birth their business out of some sort of trauma, trial, tribulation, something that they had overcome. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like sometimes that that does happen when it comes to like our ideas too. Like we have this thing and then we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, then we put it out there and it doesn't work mm-hmm. out. And we're like, okay, why didn't I just stick with my intuition from the, the get-go, right? A hundred percent. I got kind of sucked into that 
comparisonitis piece where I was like, but other business coaches are doing a business oriented podcast. I should be doing that. And that will, you know, tie more directly to ROI and kind of went down my own little mind cycle. And then, you know, only to come to find out when I went down that, when I, you know, didn't trust and when I didn't actually lean into what I, I knew I needed to do for my podcast, it crashed and burned. So. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's always a learning lesson. So I, I, ha- I didn't have a similar journey, but when I started my podcast, I wasn't doing podcast management and marketing and stuff like that. I was a social media manager. So it was a completely different direction. And then I realized like, okay, well I could either shift my business focus and keep this podcast how it is or make it a podcast about podcasting. And I was like, that just makes so much more sense for me. Like keeping it as it was would have just not, it would have done a disservice to me and my, you know, guests and my clients. So, um, exactly one of those things. And we always just need to figure out what's going to work best for us, whether it is kind of making our podcast kind of more centric with our business or, um, having it be like a little different, but still converting well for our audience. Exactly. No, it's been super interesting. And I feel like too, it's super, the podcast space tells you and it dictates what it needs based on your offerings and based on who you are. So like the fact that I went from a couple thousand to literally 20 downloads per episode, I'm like, oh, okay, like this is like numbers don't lie. Analytics and data don't, does not lie. Like this is what I should be doing. Right. And I feel like podcast analytics aren't even that extensive. So like what no. you with are like one of those things you're like, okay, well, since I'm not digging into 30 different things, I just have this one number. Like it's just really telling like what does well and what doesn't, what's resonating, what's not. So exactly. So how long have you been podcasting for? So technically, um, just over two years now, um, for the newest one, it's actually only been about six months, um, but kind of holistically with, you know, kind of the ins and outs two years over two years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm about two and a half years, but yeah, it's, I feel like once you kind of get past that year mark, it could become so much easier because I feel like like the first six months to a year, I was like, is anyone even listening? Like exactly there. And then like, once I got to that year mark, I saw like an increase in downloads and I've noticed that with like all of my clients and friends alike that have podcasts are like, it's the point where they're like, is this worth it? Like they're in month nine, it's like barely mm-hmm. growing. And then they hit like, you know, month 12, the year mark. And they're like, Whoa, like what happened here? Where did all these people come from? Why are they engaging with me on social media? Right. It's like one of those things that's just kind of like a slower burn than a lot of different things. It's, um, and, and with our society, we're in, we're an instant gratification society. So a hundred percent struggle with that. And that's why a lot of people quit their podcast. Cause they're like, no one's even listening. It's like, well, you only put out four episodes, Jen. Like, what do you expect? You know? Ex- <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's so funny. I've seen that too, where people are like, I don't know what to talk about. And I don't know what people want to listen to. I was like, test it out, play it. Like people, your audience will tell you what they want to listen to. I said, and I feel like there's two pieces of data too. I mean, like there's obviously downloads per episode, but like one of the big pieces of data that I looked at was how many minutes were they listening to? So if they were willing to listen to, you know, 28 minutes out of my 30 minute podcast versus two minutes out of my 38 podcast, again, it just tells you what they want, tells you what they're actually wanting to tune into. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like there are platforms that like, if someone subscribes, they auto download everything. Um, I know Apple podcast is one of them, unless you like switch your settings, which a lot of people don't switch their settings. They just like, if they subscribe, they download to every single episode and that's exactly 
you, you know, yay, your vanity metric downloads, but that doesn't mean they listened. That's just like on their phone downloaded. Exactly. <laughs> so not the actual listens. Yeah. That's so much more telling to know like how long someone actually consumed an episode for versus like, just like that vanity metric. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So now with your podcast, kind of what is your format like? Do you do a solo interview, a mix of the two? And then how often are you actually putting new episodes out into the world? Yeah. So for the time being, it's twice per month and it's always interview style. Um, the first one, which was really super fun, was actually I've invited up another podcaster to come interview me on my podcast so I could kind of stick with the same format and theme. Um, but right now it's been two times a month. We're planning on expanding that out maybe towards fall of winter 2020 to, to weekly. Um, but with interview style, as you well know, it's a lot of coordination, a lot more editing, just the level of effort is a decent amount higher. So that's in the, that's in the plans and in the works though. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I totally get that. But I love, I love that you had someone else interview you. That's really cool. And I think that's kind of like something different and a lot of th- something that a lot of people wouldn't consider like being even something they can do. And that's a great thing about podcasting is because you can do what you want. Like you're not confined to these rigid like rules and things. Like if you want to have someone else interview you for your show, so be it. And like exactly it's one of those things we don't feel like that's a thing we can do, but it is like you can test the waters with different things and it's completely okay. Cause it's your show. It's, you don't have to run it like everyone else runs theirs. And to be honest with you, having someone on my show and interview me was like the most fun I've ever had in a podcast interview. Um, So it's funny because I've actually considered inviting other people to my show to ask me questions. Just as kind of a fun spin, um, because for me, I mean, we talk about trauma and we talk about what birthed out of it. And I have such a advanced trauma story that I thought it would be fun to get other people kind of to ask me questions from their purview and what they see. So right. that, that, that's a potential thing coming up as well. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I think like we just need to give ourselves permission to kind of test the waters and do those kinds of things. Cause um, a couple months ago, like one of my clients was like, Oh, I want to like have a replay from someone else's podcast. And basically like, it'll be them interviewing me. We just kind of cut out their intro and put my intro on it. And like, they're completely okay with that. I'm like, Oh my God, why didn't I ever think of that? Like, that's so smart. Yeah. It's a great way to get more content for your show. And then you're, you're positioning yourself as an expert still because you're being interviewed, right? So hundred percent, super cool. Um, and it just kind of just shows you like there's not one right way to do things with your podcast. Exactly, which I love. Yeah, me too. That's what I love about podcasting. So, what is any like? What's one thing or multiple things that you feel like is working best in your podcast, like at this very moment? Ooh, so I feel like a couple things actually. Um, the first thing would have to be the intros that I'm doing. I really feel like doing an intro before you actually dive into an interview of what the listener is going to listen is really helping them a know if they want to listen to the episode, but then b really prepare them for like mentally sitting there for you know 45 minutes to 75 minutes, which is how long my episodes are. Um, so it's kind of it's a nice little teaser that ropes them in but it's actually increased my, my listen, how long they actually listen in. So that's a big piece that's been super helpful and it's kind of fun. Um, the other piece I would honestly say is just continuing to kind of tap off social media, can make you know connections, do pull quote cards, um, things of that nature that really get them interested in what the episode is kind of going on. 
Yeah, I think, I think that is really great. And it's always, it's always good to kind of see that kind of thing and kind of test and see what's working. And, you know, like you said, with intros and, you know, that kind of thing helps as well. So kind of on the other side of things, what is like, not a failure, because I don't really like to use that word, but like, what is something you wish you could have done different with your podcast, if anything? And what did you learn from that? So I would say not switching your podcast three times is a huge piece of that. Um, It's been hard to kind of get my listenership back up for this third rendition of the podcast, even though it was very similar to the first. Um, So that's been a little bit of a, a struggle and a part that I didn't I don't necessarily love, but I wouldn't necessarily change the journey that got me to the the, the season that I'm on, the episodes that I'm on, the, the people that I'm connecting with. Um, definitely a, a learning opportunity, though, to know that like if you want to change your podcast, you really have to like kind of weigh all the different factors of doing that. Um, and then I guess the other thing that would be is actually a, a more proper launch strategy. So I've launched programs in the past and things of that nature with a really good affiliate network. And my podcast, I had a launch plan. Um, It just wasn't as robust as I think it could have been. And I feel like once you get those initial kind of downloads out of the gate, you kind of get a little bit more steam in your engine, so to speak, to actually, you know, rank a little bit faster within, within the podcast syndication platforms. Yeah. Yeah. I agree though. I think that's really important. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I get the whole changing your direction and stuff. Cause I, I went through that as well. Whenever I switched my show, I didn't like, I kept it on the same things, but you can listen to all my old episodes if you want to, that aren't related to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see a decrease in listenership once I made the switch, but now it's like on the up again. So it is, it is harder to rebuild your listenership one, like once you make switches or whatever, but in the long run, you'll get back to where you were and beyond with time your people just kind of need the time to like condition themselves and get back to being used to like listening to your episodes and you know that kind of thing it's kind of like it's kind of like starting over basically like 100 all this stuff and then you know people are like oh, i don't like this or i'm not into this topic um and now you come back with something else and then you have to kind of rebuild from the ground up again which can be hard and i'm I'm finally to the point where I'm like, okay, cool. It's like growing again. It's not just like stagnant. <laughs> so I totally yeah, I feel like how it is. Yeah, I feel like also the energy level that goes into when you launch the first podcast and how exciting you how excited you are kind of feeds off into your audience. So when you are launching kind of the third version of your podcast, they're kind of like, mm, is this actually happening? Is this for real? Or is this like, you know, another one where she's going to get, you know, 20 episodes in, we're all going to be into it and she's going to cancel. Right. So I feel like there's this kind of audience tug of war that goes on a little bit um, right. that, you know, is again, a hundred percent, I take ownership in that it was, you know, my fault, my switching, <laughs> um, but it's just yeah. it's another piece that's kind of comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, your audience is kind of like, so is she going to ghost us after a couple episodes or what's the deal here? Like, exactly. She- Especially like if they like the episodes, they're like, wait, is she actually going to stick around? Are we going to get all into this? And then like, she's going to go, go do her own thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is this for real? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I, and I feel like I, I experienced that too. I mean, I didn't, obviously I didn't have like one show format, then a different one and then switch back to the first one, but it, it's still mm-hmm. been a struggle kind of like rebuilding that audience and then like getting people accustomed to the new setup. And now it's just like, okay, cool. We have this and it's going and it's been going, you know, I switched over in September. Um, we're recording this like you know, almost close to May, 2020. So, 
um, my people have finally gotten back on board and, you know, the people who didn't want to be there anymore left and, you know, more people have come. So it's one of those things you kind of just have to deal with. Cool. So when it comes to your listeners, where do you find they're coming from? I know obviously like analytics for podcasts are not that hefty. It's kind of like downloads Mm -hmm. per episode, downloads lifetime, and that's pretty much it. But, um, where do you find like, find that those people are coming from? Are they coming from like social media or like you being a guest on other people's podcasts or like from your own experience, where do you think those people are tuning in from? Yeah. So I feel like it's a marketing mix for me that a lot of them come from my own platform. So from my social media, from my email list that I actually, every time we do a podcast, it's included in one of our newsletters. So I feel like a decent number of them are coming from that. Um, We're not getting a ton of, I feel, new podcast people, but we are converting, I guess you could say, from other podcasts I've been on. So I'll notice if I'm on, like I was just on Women Seeking Wholeness with Sherry Burton. And when that podcast went live, I got a new influx of listeners and like you would see kind of the older episodes being resurrected and downloaded. So it's kind of neat that you can almost track when you've been on a podcast or when the podcast goes live and the podcast listeners from that one convert to yours. And I think that's the easiest way to continue to gain traction because if you're promoting from like an Instagram or from a Facebook, they may or may not be podcast listeners, but generally podcast listeners listen to more than one podcast. Right. I just realized I I probably couldn't say podcast more in those sentences. (laughs) But I I totally agree with that. Like usually when I'm on someone else's show, I see an influx, especially now that, you know, I'm typically talking about podcasts on someone else's podcast. So they know when they come Mm -hmm. over to mine, that's what they're going to get. And they're going to learn more about podcasting versus like Facebook ads and, you know, all this other crazy stuff is going to be like just podcasting. So when people come over, it's always like, I'm like, oh, I guess I was on a podcast today. No one told me, you know, (laughs) no one told me my Mm -hmm. episode went live, but uh, let's go see where I I was, I was on today. (laughs) But yeah, I think I I will say one of the other tactics that I found that's been helpful. um, I do a decent number amount of PR and media outreach and contributor articles and things of that nature. So one of the things that I've also found to have some success with is I'm posting an article for Entrepreneur or for Thrive or one of the big publications. I've included a previous podcast of I've been on or I've actually hosted. And that's been another thing that we've noticed a little bit of a bump from the analytics perspective. So kind of creating that spider web sense from an SEO perspective on the podcasting side, which has been super cool to see. Yeah, that's, that's really smart to kind of like add it in there. Cause obviously that is a bigger audience than what you're accustomed to typically from, you know, getting just to your own show. So being able to kind of boost these episodes is, that's a smart way to make it go further as well and kind of repurpose that and say like, you know, if you enjoyed this article, you know, here's more on that here. So go check it out. Exactly. So like, for instance, a good example would be, um, I was just on a a publication talking about trauma and about coping and recognizing trauma as it relates to COVID-19. So, you know, I linked to a couple episodes of women who have overcome trauma and created business out of it for my podcast. And I noticed those episodes were the number ones during the month of April, which is again, super cool to see and more of an innovative, I guess, idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I'm not the type that writes for different publications or anything. I mean, I'd love to, but I just haven't dove into that yet. But I think that's really helpful for anyone who does. Like if you do have a podcast or you have been featured on other people's podcasts, you can definitely capitalize on that and doesn't have to just end at that one episode. Exactly. Yeah. 
So when it comes to your listeners, kind of how are you turning those people into clients and customers? I know um, it's, you're not really business focused um, with your new direction and stuff, but how are you kind of letting those people know that you have services that you offer and how they can work with you and all that stuff? Yeah. So although I'm not business focused, um, all of the women who I work with, I technically do trauma informed business strategy. So most of my women who I do work with have actually overcome something to create their business. So it is actually converting, um, very high into customers. I am self-promoted, self-funded, so to speak. Um, so I will promote like a new program launch. If I have that coming out, I had an live event that I used to promote, um, in the podcast, but they tend to be more so related to other services and things that I'm offering. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think that's something we as women do struggle with too, is like promoting ourselves, like, you know, sponsor Mm -hmm. our own podcast. I feel like there's so many opportunities for us to do that. And then we don't, I know myself included, I definitely, you know, I just finally started adding like a call to action that wasn't like, follow me on Instagram or join my Facebook group. It's like more of a hard, hard, like, uh, book a consultation call with me kind of situation. And I think as women, we do struggle with that, but it's really important, you know, like you're not just creating this content to just go out into the world and not, you know, not have any ROI for you. Otherwise, like, why would you do it? So I think that's an important reminder to just like, it's, you can promote yourself on your show. It's okay. No one's going to judge you for doing a tiny bit of self promo. Absolutely. I would think it would be really interesting to see the analytics too, because I feel like a lot of the male-oriented podcasts I listen to, they have no shortage of commercials, no shortage of self-promotion or promotion of other people or clients or whatever the case may be. And then I feel like the women's shows I listen to, they may have one little blip, but it is generally like, join my free Facebook group, like follow me on Instagram, you know, see what I'm doing on Snapchat, like pick it, like, but it's not actually like, this is what I'm doing for a program. This is launching here. Sign up. We have five Great. spots left. Right. It's not, it's, so, I would love to see that more. That's like my call to action for women who podcasters. I'm like, please start selling yourself. Right. I agree with that. And it's funny, funny you bring that up because someone actually talked about that yesterday, like how they started implementing, like they, they read an article. I'm not hundred percent sure where the article's from, but they read an article that said like male dominated podcasts promote at the beginning of their episode while females usually don't promote at all or they do it at the middle or the end and the males Mm -hmm. are having so much more success because they're doing it up front instead of waiting until the end or the middle to kind of ask for that sell. So um, obviously it's not anything crazy like join my program. There's only, you know, two spots left and not like a scarcity thing, but it's like still just sharing at the beginning um, actually is converting better for people. And women don't do that as often. They're more likely to do it in the middle or at the end. So I think that's an interesting experiment and something, something I want to kind of experiment with myself and see if at the beginning I do it, it's going to be have a higher ROI than if, you know, if I do it at the middle or the end. So I think that'll be interesting to kind of play with and see. Yeah. One of the other things to kind of tap off from an advertising perspective that I've been kind of mulling through is I feel like with my programs, they have definitive start and ends. Um, so I've been trying to figure out kind of the the secret sauce and the magic behind more of the evergreen because we're I'm realizing as I'm kind of pushing the podcast out, promoting them, you know, putting them in articles, being on other podcasts, they might listen to one from January that has a really amazing call to action, but it's specific to January. So I haven't figured out that sweet spot of like what it is that I'm meant to advertise that, you know, is evergreen that has the best ROI via podcast. 
but I feel like I'm, I'm close to cracking that nut. Right. Yeah. I feel like that is hard, especially when you have like certain end dates. Um, my programs don't typically have like hard certain end dates unless it's like a group coaching thing, but like for the other types of things, they're not. So, um, but I found that like when I promote a free guide or something, like some kind of freebie that gets them on my email list, that's mm-hmm. a good way during those times where I'm not having like a actual program to promote that is like currently live then I'm still getting them on my email list and they're interested and they're able to engage, but it's not like, I'm not saying, Oh, join the wait list for something that's not happening until like September or something. hundred percent. So I feel like that's kind of a good way to go about it too. So I'll be, I'd be interested to know like kind of what you're, you end up doing for that and how it's working. Uh, once yeah. We'll have to do a follow-up episode when I start to crack that nut a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like, Jenny, I got it. <laughs> I figured it out. I got the secret sauce. Yeah. It's hard. Exactly. It's really hard. And like, especially like I said, as women, like we have, we struggle to actually promote ourselves and then going from like, you know, not only struggling to promote ourselves, but like having these things with definitive start and end dates, it's like, okay, I already struggled to promote myself and now like I have to deal with all these dates and stuff and I want to make sure it's evergreen and people aren't like hearing about some program that launched back in, you know, February when they're listening to this episode in October. Right. So it's, it's hard, it's, but it's one of those things that we kind of have to play around with and see what's going to work best for us. hundred percent. I feel like the moral of the, the podcast story is trial and error at its finest. Yeah. I think that's, honestly, for online business in general, (laughs) just (laughs) kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Um, and once you figure out what sticks, then you stick with it. I mean, not every single thing, but definitely for podcasting and social media. Um, those are like two things that it's, there's no real tried and true formula at this point. Exactly. Methodology, so to speak. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Have a podcast idea, but not sure where to even begin when it comes to pre and post production, I can help. Grab the podcast submission checklist that walks you through all the steps you need to take before putting your podcast out into the world. You can snag it at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash checklist. So how do you kind of keep those people coming back for more? So you have them on your listening, they're kind of consuming episodes, they kind of binged a couple, but how do you keep them coming back each week to listen to new episodes, um, you know, week after week? So honestly, I just think I'm super fortunate with the people that I've had on that I'm just getting like beyond fascinating stories. And I think they're really coming back for the story element um, because for me, the the past, I would say 20 plus episodes, no story has been similar or alike. But I feel like what I've been hearing from a feedback sense is that they can identify to something in every story that they're listening to. So for instance, I've had people who have been hit by a vehicle and birthed a business out of that. I've had people who are in domestic violence situations and birthed a business out of that. I've had people who have been in, you know, just horrific natural disasters and have pulled that in there. So I feel like there's all of these elements that they want to like know what's next and that they know that they're not like my pieces. They know that they're not alone and they know that the stuff that they're holding onto either consciously or subconsciously is just something that they're holding onto and is actually not holding them back. Yeah, I love that. And I I think it's important to be able to have like, even the whole episode isn't relevant, but at least has some some sort of takeaway for every single episode. I think that's important because you want, that's how you keep your people coming back. Cause if you, exactly. you know, if, they, if they're listening to, uh, for example, with my old podcast, like 
they were really interested in Facebook ads. And I had like an episode about Facebook ads, but then the next week was about like email marketing and they didn't care about email marketing. So they didn't listen. So I think it's really important to kind of have like a little nugget in each episode. Um, and that's kind of what I like about my new format too. Cause like I am asking people the exact same questions, give or take each time, but everyone has such different input. And I feel like the people can use it to, um, for their podcast, you know, like no matter like if they're, their biggest win is like that they batch their show or like, you know, the call to action is really strong or whatever. Like someone can take away something from each episode, even though all the questions are pretty much the same every single time. So yeah. So one of the things, Oh, sorry. One of the things that we kind of do at the end too, is talking about like golden nuggets that they've extracted from their story and what advice that they would give someone who's currently in a similar situation. And that's always the part that we do at the end. So I've had a couple people message me and they're like, well, you know, the podcast episode I did, I couldn't get through, you know, all 75 minutes, but I wanted the golden nugget at the end. So I, I fast forwarded to the end and I'm like, that's such an interesting like piece, which I think I'm like, you know, meant to keep it at the end. So hopefully they listen, but they're waiting in anticipation for that, like one-on-one personal advice from, you know, really amazing entrepreneurs that they look up to. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's really interesting. Hey, but at least you know that people are like really loving those golden nuggets that they'll, they'll, even though if the whole episode isn't something that they're completely, totally resonating with, like the golden Mm -hmm. nugget at the end is something that they're like, okay, regardless of if I resonate with the whole episode or not, I know that this is going to be something that I can use and, you know, in later on, it's not just like having that having that tangible takeaway piece is just so important. I think from any sort of virtual platform or online marketing. Exactly. I totally agree with that. So that's actually funny because my next question is one of the ones that is like, Ooh, everyone has a different piece of advice here, but what is one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone who's looking to start a podcast, but they just don't even know where to even think about starting? So honestly, for me, I would kind of go back to the piece that we talked about in the beginning where it's really, you're meant to follow your intuition when it comes to podcasts. So I feel like if it's something that you would really want to listen to and you would tune in every week and resonate with, your audience will feel that as well. And they'll feel that energy that comes through. So, I mean, and that can be, I mean, and I've there's podcasts on everything, which is again, some one of the reasons why I love the medium is that like, if, if you're interested in what you're talking about, there's a podcast audience for you. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is so true. And like, I think there's like a podcast out there for everyone. Like there's podcast for true crime. There's podcasts for like, I don't know, like entertainment. So like different shows, like there's even podcasts. Yeah. There's comedy podcasts. and self-help right. and religion there's- and like, <laughs> There's a dog training podcast and I'm like, this is fascinating. Like anything that you need. There's podcasts about gardening. There's a podcast for everything and it's just crazy. So I just- There was an accounting podcast too, which I thought was so funny. I know that there's like a number of legal podcasts, but like the podcasts and the professional services, like- yeah, let's be honest. That's not a super sexy topic, but it's working for them. Right, right. Yeah. And it like it doesn't have to be like something like true crime or like that to be a big hit. And like, and I feel like those more niche ones actually end up doing better anyway because they have such a specific focus that even though they may not have like a huge download or listenership. It's like those people that they, they convert are so into it and they're so engaged and so loyal. So it ends up being like, you know, way better than those big shows that have 
millions of downloads, but like the people only listen to like, you know, a handful of episodes here and there. They don't like consume every single one. 100%. They're not the people who are waiting, you know, for Tuesday at 7 a.m. where the next podcast drops. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business and bonus points if it helps you with your podcast? Ooh, so I am a huge Trello fan. Okay. Um, I love, love, love anything visual. So Trello has been kind of one of the things that we've used for a combination of CRM, um, any sort of client management piece as well for like the tasks that the client is asking us to do, um, time tracking. And then we actually have our podcast on there. So we have a process that we kind of go through when it comes to obviously recording and editing and posting and sending a podcast gift and optimizing and you know, sharing on our media page and kind of all of the different pieces. So that's one of the the big pieces that we use for both business and then Trello as well. And then uh, podcast as well. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to me how many people like run their podcast without a project management tool because there's so many moving pieces. Like people are like that don't podcast. They're like, Oh, you know, you just hit record and then upload it in the end. It's like, no, no, no. There's like 20 million moving pieces. Like, I don't know how people get trapped without a project management tool that would I would go insane because I feel like every episode has like 50 tasks attached at least. (laughs) A hundred percent. And it's funny because I've tried, I think every project management tool known to man. Um, And that's honestly just the one from a visual perspective that works the best. And it just happens to work really, really well for, um, for the podcast too side of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always good for sure. Um, And then lastly, um, I always like to ask this question because as podcasters, we do tend to listen to a couple of podcasts. I mean, maybe not as much as we used to before we started our podcast because we had more time back then, but, um, what is your current favorite podcast? Um, doesn't have to be anything business focused, but just something that you, or you feel like you are listening in kind of guilt. It's like your guilty pleasure. Oh my gosh. So, um, I have a tendency to go on a podcast and then like binge listen to their podcasts. <laughs> so the two that I was just recently on that I've listened to almost all of their episodes is faith and other F words, and then, um, women seeking wholeness. And they're just amazing, amazing podcasts that, like I said, I was lucky enough to be on and then kind of binge listen to all the episodes. Um, <laughs> My secret, like, guilty pleasure, I guess you could talk about, like, right now is it's called Your Brain at Work. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a newer podcast. They're only on their second season, and I want to say, like, I don't know, maybe 20-something of episode, okay. but it's all about, like, it's from the Neuro Leadership Institute, and it's all about the brain and how it works during, like, crises and how it works at work and how it works when it sleeps, and, like, it's just all about the brain. So it's super geeky, but, like, I love, I absolutely am in love with it. No, that sounds interesting. And that's one of the ones that's like super niche. A hundred percent niche. But like the last episode um, (laughs) that I just listened to was literally talking about like people coming first and like, you know, and through the crisis that we're going, how to like lean into trust and empathy from like a neurological perspective, which is again, super geeky, but like just amazing, amazing episodes. Right. Yeah. And like, there's an audience for that. Like there's just, it's just crazy how beneficial podcasts can really be and you know, how we don't think about it, but there's just a podcast for every type of person out there. So even if it's someone's like, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm like, girl, if you even give it a chance, you would get addicted to at least one, like, trust me, exactly. one that you're going to resonate with 
Like there's and no- I mean, of course, there's all the old standbys, like, you know, Super Soul Sunday that I'm just like, you can never like not listen to. Right. Um, but there's just, I love the new ones that are coming up and I, I personally love the niche ones. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I, I'm like one of those people that I used to listen to these more general ones, but now I like get really hooked on this niche one. And then I listen to all the episodes and then I move on to like another niche one. And then, you know, that's kind of my pattern now versus like hopping between a bunch um, like I used to. So it's, it's kind of interesting how things have changed over the Actually, one other, one other podcast that I just totally binge listened to every episode, it's called You're Wrong About. Have oh. you heard of that one? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Um, basically they go through a ton of different topics and like take the opposite view. So like it says, you know, you're wrong about Marie Antoinette. You're wrong about weight loss and the obesity epidemic. You're wrong about, you know, the OJ Simpson trial. You're wrong about like whatever a case may be. And that was just like, I listened to all of them and they were amazing. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. But I'll link everything you mentioned in the show notes so that uh, the listeners can go check them out because I'm, I'm sure you guys are all looking for new podcasts at all the times like I am. <laughs> so, yeah. Now I have to ask, because even though technically it's not my podcast to ask, but like, what is what are you binging with right now? Actually, I haven't. It's, it's Whenever I started managing people's podcasts, I kind of just didn't listen to any other than my client's podcast because it just got to be where I'm like, uh, like I gotta listen to my clients' podcasts. Um, that's a lot. Um, but hundred percent. I opened my, I just opened my phone, but I, I will always love "Mind Your Business" by James mm-hmm. Wedmore. That, that love always, James. Yeah, that'll always be a favorite of mine. He was a mentor of mine, so that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, there's a couple. I'm um, stacking your team is a really good one. I'm in the midst of like you know, really building my team, especially because, you know, I'm going to have a baby and I need help mm-hmm. while I'm on maternity leave, but also like when I'm, you know, beyond um, that. So I would like to come back and not have to do what I was doing before. So that's a good one. And then, um, yeah, those are, those are kind of my two. And then I also listen to Sword and Scale. I've always listened to that one since I, you know, first started listening to podcasts and that is obviously a true crime podcast. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I'm a true crime junkie and I like to feel like I'm on criminal minds. So, so I, I like- I feel like that was my intro to podcast was like the serial. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I like, that's when I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm going to listen to all of this while like yeah. taking a walk and right. not to think that I'm going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. Serial was my intro to podcast too, uh, back I think in 2015 or 16 or something. That was my intro to podcasts. I'm like, whoa, like these have been around for a really long time. And I didn't even know I like, there was a time where I tried to delete the purple app from my phone. Cause I was like, what is this thing? I don't need it. It's taking up space. And now I'm like, why did I even think that I needed to leave that app? Um, but yeah, so yeah, podcasting is so fun and I love listening to shows and I go through phases too, like um, where I binge ones that are like not business focused and, you know, right now it's, I'm not really listening to my true crime ones because it's, the world's kind of sad. <laughs> so, Have you listened to any birth birthing podcasts or anything in that niche? Um, I haven't. I haven't. I've been I've been like looking at videos and stuff and watching like mm-hmm. parenting stuff. Video wise, I haven't listened to podcasts, but I know there's quite a few good ones out there that I'm curious to. Yeah. Listen. So I have a client who did yoga birth and babies, which is just mm-hmm. an amazing, like very uplifting, positive spin 
on birthing in the space, okay. um, especially like they just had a whole series based on coronavirus and postpartum oh. during coronavirus and quarantine and just amazing mental health side of things too. So that's another one that I always tune into. She's a client of mine, but I'll have to look amazing at that. Yeah, amazing one from a personal level for you. Yeah. I've been trying to find ones that are like relevant to that. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been interesting. Like, cause I was supposed to do like all these in-person classes and now I'm like doing live streams. I'm like, and the, the, the pricing is not even that much different. I'm like, oh, I'm not even in person. You're still making me pay this much, but I digress. <laughs> I totally, I totally, totally get that. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, whatever. And like, yeah. Then like, I also had to pay for my husband too. I'm like, he's going to be in the same room as me. Why do I have to pay for him? Like, we're going to be literally live streaming this together. But, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll check out that podcast for sure. Cause awesome. I definitely need all the help I can get, especially since it's only me and my husband in the room. Cause that's all that's allowed. Exactly. Exactly. As a, <laughs> I've been a, this is completely off topic, but I've been a labor support doula now for um, going on 11 years in May. And it's some of my clients are there. I'm giving them podcasts to listen to, honestly, just because they're, they're not paying yeah, the X right? amount of dollars for all of these courses and classes that people want to go through. And what they're finding is it's a lot of negativity right now. Yeah. And the podcasts, um, especially for the birth space ones, have a little bit more of a positive, uplifting, encouraging outlook, so to speak, right. than the... Yeah than the doom and gloom that's going on. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, awesome. So just tell us where we can find you and your podcast and all that good stuff. hundred percent. So my online home is CassandraShuck.com. Uh, you can also use stackedagainst.com and that will directly link you to my podcast stacked against. Um, but on my website, CassandraShuck.com, it has all of the links to social media, the podcast programs, offerings, um, a massive, massive resource page. If you guys need any help with, you know, what I do from an SEO standpoint, what I do from a podcasting standpoint, where I get my media hits, just a ton of resources on there. Awesome. I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes so you guys can go check it out, but thank you so much for being here. And I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.